And so we'll, so we'll definitely be going through this process then. Uh, let's bow in a word of prayer. Father God, how we thank you for today. We thank you for your great love for us. And you have privileged us to know you and to know you even more. And the more we know, the more we practice, the more we'll become Christ-like. And of course, it bless your heart. Help us, Lord, to position ourselves to be a blessing to you every day. And so we we look at the uh, the book of Ephesians. We uh, covered so many uh, verses and so many things that we are to avoid. And, and so, Lord, help us to keep walking through this to see all the other things that you expect of us as we walk uh, and look at this uh, fifth chapter. Lead and guide us now. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, as we uh, start off our verse, I'm going to say foundational verses. That means that, of course, that this will we start off with, but we move further into uh, uh, to Ephesians. But permit me to read this to you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Act like who you belong with. Um, walk in love as Christ loves us, what an example, and gave himself up for us. He loved, he gave himself up a fragrance, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Amen. Um, in our introduction, making improvements in our life has several requirements. It is a personal decision. It required commitment it will demand discipline. It will require initiation, monitoring, and adjustments. Now, of course, we put on a personal level when we talk about uh, some things that we want to improve on. Uh, some want to improve on their education. Some want to improve on their health. Uh, some folks want to improve on other areas, whatever it is, whatever your area where you want to improve, it's going to take a person that you have to decide. Nobody can make it make you do it. Okay, you can ask the Lord to help you do it, but you have to decide. And um, and it will require your showing up every day through the day as you discipline yourself. The moment you, that happens, uh, it will demand discipline. Uh, and again, you heard me say that if you, if discipline is not in place, um, then through the course of the day. You will regret, and you'll be attacked by the woulda, shoulda, coulda, oughta, and all those other things that happens. Uh, so discipline yourself. Have you gone through uh, a day where you say, oh, man, I shoulda, I coulda, I woulda. And the Lord says, you know, you could have avoided all of that if you just had a plan. Do you have a plan? Do you have a plan? Um, it requires initiation monitoring and adjustment. Spiritual growth is not automatic, okay? Um, it is a process that must be unpacked in our lives. God, our Father, we will provide all the necessary factors designed perfectly for us. Uh, it's not like dropping a little tablet like uh, Alka-Seltzer or something like that, and it just unfolds and everything else. No, you have to unpack it. We have to unpack it. If we follow God's personal improvement program, everyone 
will benefit from it. Notice I said everyone, uh, starting with God, is, he will be blessed uh, in, in our own life and those who are affiliated with us or those we come in contact. Everyone benefits when we walk with the word of God. Um, review. Establishing a pattern, as we look back at what we talked about, um, that reflects who God is. Be imitators of God. Walk in love. Establish a resistance to worldly and ungodly influences. I uh, I just had a hard time this week. I had a hard time, and maybe another time we're in a session that we can really talk through some principles in this area, but it just... Um, when we talk about resist worldly and ungodly influences. And this uh, this week, as I looked at this whole uh, thing of Halloween, I said, boy, I'm, I'm asking folks, how many folks took Jesus with them on a Halloween uh, venture? I don't think it would have, would have been. It's not consistent. But that's, that's, that's a whole new session on that. Um, but uh, we're, we're affected by traditions and everything else. And the Lord says, come on now. If you're going to imitate me and you walk in love, there's certain things you, you avoid. And another one is keep it clean and avoid sexual immorality. Okay. Next, control your tongue, your mouth, and its, uh, and its purpose. Let it always honor God. Do not let anyone deceive you. How how can you do that? If we know the truth, then you will not step down from the truth to listen to someone who's a part of life. Either you're part of God's family or you're not. And that's why we ought to get into God's word and not be deceived. Okay? Judas was not deceived. He was devious, but he was not deceived. Make sure you distance yourself from an ungodly environment. And I can just I hear the arguments now on that. You know, where Jesus went among sinners, et cetera, et cetera. That's a whole new subject. For us, make sure you discipline yourself, now those personal pronouns, from an ungodly environment. Why? Because bad company corrupts good morals. Hang around with the bad people long enough, you start laughing at the things they laugh, talking the way they talk, sitting in the seat of the ungodly, uh, standing in the way of the sinners, and you are a child of God. That's who we are. We cannot deny that. And God want to challenge us to that. Or we're not ready for the next phase and how we improve our walk. We, if we don't improve in this area, these initial points, we cannot go further in this area. Okay. So we have to make up our minds how disciplined we become. As we approach verses uh, 15 to 33, there are major categories that are connected to the believer's life walk. So um, for this morning, uh, we have their fellowship and control controlled activities, uh, verses 15 to 21. Then the, then the last part is there are guidelines and functions as a godly family. We are setting aside godly family for the next time we meet. We're going to just deal with point number one. Isn't that nice and short? Point number one. I even clap and gave myself a clap and pat on the back. And so let's let's look at point number one as we go through this. Their fellowship and control of activities. 
Now, what would that be? Well, hang in there. Let's go through it. Paul lists several things to practice and maintain in our daily activities. Now, we're talking about improvement now. Be determined to carefully observe and make adjustments to obey the will of God. There are several of them. That's just number one. Ephesians 5.15. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise. Note the Holy Spirit is in our is our spiritual GPS guiding uh, system. He has never made a mistake. Why not trust him? Um, every time that we're getting ready to make a mistake, uh, in our car, our guiding system will tell us, you know, um, that it's an error, you know, don't go that direction. And I found myself sometimes saying, ah, I'm going to go anyway. And sure enough, I got lost. And now the Holy, now the guidance system had to take me back around and uh, back to the point so I can go forward. And it's called being hard-headed. Okay. Never resist his directions. They are imperative, not divine suggestions. When the Holy Spirit tells us something, he's not doing it for conversation. He's doing it for preservation. He's doing it uh, to keep us uh, safe. And so when we look carefully then how we walk, not as unwise, but wise, uh, the whole idea is that we walk with the Holy Spirit and he is our companion. He's not walking behind us. He's walking before us. And so um, I trust that that's number one, that we'll do that. Okay. Number two, be determined to place a high priorities on your time. Do you value your time? Are you a person that really values your time? That is very critical. Making the best use of the time because the days are evil. We're in a time-sensitive um, zone. And so the things we do make sure that what we do for Christ will last. As we face the dynamics of our evil day, it will be necessary for us to remember who we are and the purpose for time-sensitive things that we must activate and maintain. Every day, write down at least three major things that must be addressed starting from spiritual to the physical. How do you map out your day? Do you just get up and just flop on through the day and this came to mind and this came to mind? But at the end of the day, what did you accomplish? What was not accomplished? What were the big rocks that you overlooked? And so when we talk about the whole idea of making the best use of the time, uh, it didn't say make use of the time. It says the best use of the time. Good, better, best, Never settle for less until your good is better and your better is best. Making the best use of your time. And I trust that even as we talk about this is the Lord's day, what are we going to, uh, and this is the day that we um, stop and say thank you to the Lord. This is the time that we all, there's a lot of things that's pulling on us. This needs to be done and this needs to be done. But like Mary, just taking the time out. There always be things to be to be done, to sit at Jesus' feet, and to just take that time uh, to listen to what He has to say to us. It will strengthen our spirit, 
it would draw us closer to him. And our values, you begin to see that our value systems will begin to, to begin to change. We begin to think, you know, I'm not ready for this anymore. There's some programs now that I really don't have a taste for. I used to look at it doesn't, I mean, it's they're still on, they're still, you know, I guess folks really still enjoy it. But far from me, what I'm finding is the closer I get to the Lord, the less time I have to waste looking at those things. Uh, so please, guard your time. Uh, I hope you're with me here. Consider this. Daniel, with his vast responsibility, established major priorities that were non-negotiable. Make sure that your, your time is non-negotiable. He was purpose-driven and distinguished himself as a disciplined man with his faith, with his food, and uh, with his function and how he functioned. Matter of fact, the only way that they could get Daniel was that he was a man that you can count on him being in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. What about you? Uh, how, how, how do people, when they open their file on your name, okay, and so when I say your name, you know exactly who you are. Don't be looking around, glad you're at home. You're all by yourself. It's, it, the whole idea is this. When your the folder is open on, on you, can they say that you're, you're, you're faithful? Okay. Can they say that your diet, both spiritually and physically, that you really take care of your spiritual growth? And then how you function? The people, will you leave a legacy behind? And that when people think about you, they, they won't laugh and say, oh, I remember when. Uh, but when they remember you, they remember all the things that you are in Christ. Okay. That's important. Uh, I was, uh, let's go on. Number three, be determined to clearly understand God's will and do it. 517. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Uh, a lot of times say, well, I don't know what the will of the Lord is. Just sit down and take a piece of paper and just begin to write down what the will of the Lord is. Does he want you to pray? Yeah. Does he want you to witness? Yes. Does he want you to grow? Yes. Uh, he has put, he have given us a list a growth list of the true, honest, just, pure, lovely, a good report. Uh, just follow that list, and then add to your faith virtue and your, the virtue, uh, praise and all the other aspect of it. So uh, it says here is a growth list. Here's how you should function. If we're going to walk and walk in the will of God, stay with the list. Not, do, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand the will of God. It says, so guess what? It says, therefore, do not be foolish, which means you can be foolish. I didn't say that you, you are a fool. No, but you can act foolishly. And when you act foolishly, you're stepping outside of the line. And that's why the Holy Spirit is there. And that's why he's guiding us. And when we resist him, we grieve the Holy Spirit of God. So when we uh, begin to improve our life walk, um, and that's why I'm glad that we have the PowerPoints here and we printed it in the mail to you, that you can take your time and, and look over it. 
and think through it. I remember putting uh, Don. I I, the, I put the notes on the back table. Don had typed it and proofread it and everything else. And those those notes set back, are back on the table. And I'm pretty sure some of them were kind of wrinkled where folks probably looked at it and just left it there. As at least this way is on a computer and it's to you. And uh, if you don't look at it, then discipline said, "Why not?" I say, and uh, he said, well, "I don't have time." Oh, okay, all right, I understand. Precious one in God. All right, so let's move on. Number four. Let the Holy Spirit be in control. He can take over if he wants to, but that's not how the Holy Spirit operates. He operates from our submission. You see, he convicts us so that we will submit, align ourselves with the will of God, and then let him say, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. I put in excessive indulging and sinful pleasure. But be filled with the Spirit. Whatever or whoever is controlling our lives falls into two major categories. Category number one, temporal control. Whatever the control system is will end at the grave. Whatever is outside of Christ, whatever it is, I don't care how the, all of the accolades and people patting you on the back and, and your achievement, all of it will end at the grave and it will be forever. Logged in the past. That's so. Just remember that. What are you doing? That they have the song. What uh, that uh, whatever you do, uh, you know, uh, do for Christ will last. And then we have eternal control. The Holy Spirit responsibility is to provide guidance, empower, to produce favor, spiritual and physical results that will always. Make God look good. So you have two levels of control going on all the time. And we live in a we live in a twofold sphere. It's twelve o'clock. And those two uh, fold spheres, I got the okay clock. Uh the twofold spheres is this. <laughs> Number one is that we live in a physical world and it'll end at the grave. Then we live in a spiritual world that if we walk with the spirit here, we will continue to walk with him. Throughout all eternity. You know what Jesus Christ said? That the Holy Spirit will be with us forever. You see. So this is so we may as well get used to this thing of the Holy Spirit and his operation in our lives. You'll find that you'll be you'll be more creative. You'll find that you will have peace. You find that you won't get into the ring with all this negativity. Uh you find that you begin to seek the things that the Lord wants in our hearts. How important is that? Okay, Paul continued to make the list. So uh, Ephesians, uh, the, the fifth one is, determined to interact with fellow believers. And it says this, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Giving thanks always and for all everything to God the Father. In the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ. You see what's, what's happening here? The interaction. And that's why we talk about uh, our fellowship at the church. Yes, we have the pandemic. Of course, the word pandemic means worldwide. But then, too, we have not only the pandemic, we do have the, uh, the whole idea of uh, COVID, which is centralized. 
uh, regardless of it, it should not shut us down from worshiping the glory, Lord by gathering one, with one another. You have to wear a mask, wear your mask. Come and be among the saints. Why? You need to be encouraged, and they need to be encouraged to see you. Bottom line. Matter of fact, when you do that, you obey the word of God. Bottom line. Well, I'll get sick. Well, yeah, you, you don't get sick one way or another for a number of reasons. Life is full of sicknesses. You just keep on living. Um, we, uh, Karen and I, we went to this lifeline uh, checkup yesterday. Um, and all the tests that you had to take, um, some that the doctors won't refer you to. And yet they, uh, they're very kind. At least we will know the, the various areas and we can pray for it and lay it before the Lord. Meanwhile, we have a job to do as believers. So be determined to interact with fellow believers that they may benefit from your being there. Um, I was thinking about individuals who have been visiting us. And uh, one person uh, mentioned the fact that, um, uh, that th this individual was there because when they were at the other church, they were not even noticed. But at our church, Chicago Land Bible Fellowship, folks were uh, noticing them, hugging them, conversation with them, and they felt at home. That's the environment. Uh, CBF, the church, our local church, is our home away from home. Let's consider it as that. Let us address it as that. And let us keep each member, when they come to your mind, don't say, well, I'll pray about it tomorrow. No, pray about it right there. Pray for, if it just take a few minutes, pray for each one of our members. Let's discipline ourselves to do that, okay? And then a giving of thanks. And it says, always, you see that? For everything, see those two things? All and everything. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, why? Because God is walking us through the valley until we get to the up to the mountaintop. And all those, check out all the ones that God have used and what they had to go through. Check out the shepherd boy David and what he had to look at. Look at uh, uh, Joseph. The, the list is long. Look at Moses, backside of the desert for 40 years. All of this. But the impact of on lives. Don't worry about the pit. Because that is not our home. We're just passing through. And when you hang with the Holy Spirit, he'll comfort you and say, don't be not be been out of shape. This too will pass. Your pains, this too will pass. Your problem, this too will pass. Uh, everything that you're confronted with, your prosperity, this too will pass. This is not our home. So let's settle in and uh, improve our walk. Once we put these little dots, these dots together, boy, you'd be surprised how you can walk a straight line, straight in and with the will of God. I, I hope that you got that in place. All right. You've been very patient. Be diligent in putting yourself last and adjusting to the needs of fellow believers. I think this is very important. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Following these several steps will ensure this. It will ensure the benefits, the blessings, the bonding, and bold statement to an unsaved world. When we find ourselves, this word submitting, um, 
this this word uh, uh, submitting, I believe the Greek word is hupotasso, to get under. When we begin to put others first, for to submit means yield the personal pronoun of me, my, I have to be out of the way and the good of others must come first. I think about the Church of Macedonia that I, I uh, spoke about earlier. They gave themselves to the Lord and then uh, they gave themselves to us. And they gave up themselves as far as who they thought they were. The benefits, the blessings, they were blessed as poor as they were. They were poor. They were as poor as dirt. Okay. And these folks wanted to give from their dirt and begging that we can take a little bit of the dirt over to them to help them out. And I want you to notice something. It wasn't to help out the world. It wasn't to help out uh, those who are dying in their sin. No, this is this was a family matter. This was see if we can't take care of what's taking taking place in the house of God, then how can we do things for God? And so, when a healthy church then is that we minister to the need of others, encourage one another, pray for one another, and so together we can start praying for and do evangelism collectively. So I think that's so important. Um, all that we commit ourselves to will honor our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow. That has a lot to say as we move on. Colossians 3.12 Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved compassion, heart, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, uh, meekness, and patience, bearing one another uh, with one another, this bearing with one another, I mean, putting up, <laughs> we mean that there are some things that uh, you might not like, but you bear with because you're there to meet their needs. Bearing with one another, there's some what they call idiosyncrasies. There's some things that people do that might get on your last nerve. Um, don't let that shut you down, okay? Bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving one another. First, bear. Then forgiving one another, and here's the example, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also not might, should, could, must forgive. Bear, forgive, uh, forgiving each other, and it is a, an imperative, we must forgive. Then Colossians uh, 3.14, and above all these things, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Let me, I was, uh, Ken and I were talking on our way to the, um, the clinic there, really. Um, and we were talking about the word, the truth. And we were talking about the whole idea of what comes first, love or truth. Truth always comes before love. Um, and once we know and have the truth, then everything else is connected to it. Um, as Karen and I were talking about the car been down for almost a week or two, all because of one part. I couldn't get it at the uh, auto dealer. I couldn't get it through uh, Amazon. Finally, I ran across one that said the o uh, OEM is the original part. And I got put that one, it was just one little part that kept that car from uh, from moving. Everything else was ready. 
The battery is all connected. Just that one little part that takes took less than four minutes to connect. But unless I did that, that car could have caught fire. So I had to put that connection on. And you know what? With the truth, you shall know the truth. That one important part. You can say you love, but if you're not in the truth, then it will not hold together. We walk in truth. We walk in obedience. We walk in obedience. And and and, and so uh, we walk with peace because you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Now notice, he's not talking about individuals who's getting saved. He's talking about folks who are saved. You begin to get a freedom in Christ the more you know him. That's why he wants us to study to show ourselves approved to God, a workman that need to not be ashamed, rightly by the word of truth. And if all these things put on love, so this word put on means that's your choice. Okay. Uh, we know that we pass from death unto life because we love the brethren. That, that word love, you remember, is not emotional. Emotional is connected to it, but it's a total sold us being sold out to the ultimate good of those whom God has placed in our lives. And that's the type of love, the agape love that God is looking for. If we're going to improve our walk, we have to do that. Colossians 3.15 And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing uh, uh, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with uh, thanks uh, and thankfulness in your hearts. Colossians 3.17 and whatever you do, in word or deed, whatever you do, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Over and over you, through this, you should see being thankful. Whatever you do over and over, it tells us this is the pattern that is on, on you when you want to do or, or walk the way that's pleasing and honoring to the Lord. We've been very patient. One last thing. As we've been uh, given the privilege and golden opportunity to abide in Christ and glorify God, God is, uh, God is sovereignly in control. There's no such thing as an accidental choice. Oh, Lord, I accidentally chose. No, you didn't. Uh, you deliberately disobeyed me. You were not listening to me. And that's why it happened. There is no accidental choice. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And what will he do? He'll direct your path. There's no uh, accidental choice. Your first choice was to acknowledge him. While we've been out of shape, because he tells us to cast all our cares upon him, because he cares for us. If you're not doing it and now you're going through struggles, it's because you chose not to cast it all on him. So you're talking about and complaining about all these situations. The Lord says, what did I tell you to do? And so God is sovereignly in control. Let him drive. Both of us can drive at one time. Uh, so let him drive. And he's driving in the physical and spiritual world. And he's going to get you, get us there in one piece. God is at work in us, but we're willing to do his good pleasure. The lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord, says Proverbs. And proving our walk is a decision that must be immediately addressed or face the inevitable results. 
Whatever decisions we make today, regardless of what happened yesterday, every decision we make today, you hear me say that over again, you have already start forming your tomorrow. If you haven't learned to say no, guess what? You'll be saying yes tomorrow, day after tomorrow, and day after tomorrow. When are you going to say no to, to minor things and you neglect the major? When you neglect the major, then you can't grow, you see? So, uh, so again, the, the Lord have given us all that it takes to be disciplined, uh, to be obedient. All of these things are in place as we uh, strengthen, as we begin to walk with the Lord. And that's why I said I needed to stop at this point. I'm glad I took the first point so we can take the second point next time we meet. The second point we're going to deal with, uh, Lord willing, we will continue next week. And we're going to be dealing with family. That's 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 crucial. That's very crucial. And so I said, I'm not going to put those two together. Uh, just stay, keep you on one track. And I hope uh, you'll be back on as we go through this. My prayer is that we stay in the will of God. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Father God, thank you for our time together. Thank you for your goodness to us. Help us, Lord, to... Um, Take heed to Ephesians. This is not, this is not philosophical. You know, it's what your word is saying to us and what we should do. I don't care what version we look at. Um, that's that's true to your word. Each one's going to say the same thing, maybe a little bit differently, but on the same page. Okay. Sometimes it's just semantical. And so I just pray, Lord, that you will um, lead and guide us to obey your word, so that we can be clear to hear clear to respond, and clear to act so that you'll be glorified. And we'll be, we'll be like the angels. The moment you tell us something, we just do it. Oh, Lord, thank you for saving us before the foundation of the world. And, Lord, if there be one under the sound of my voice that not hear, have not heard your voice in this area, that that's not in the family because they are not in Christ, I pray right now, if they come to the point of asking Christ in their lives because he died on the cross of Calvary for their sins, he rose again, being God in the flesh. He died for our sins. Our sins were forgiven. When he rose again, he made it very clear. I pray, Lord, that these individuals will pray and ask you into their lives. Then, Lord, for those of who are uh, saved, we as believers, um, it's like getting dust on our coat and everything else. There's some things we need to brush off so that we can start walking the walk and talking the talk. Help us to do just that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.